episode of Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I'm your sister co-host, Elizabeth Connor. I'm your brother co-host, Thomas Dempsey. And this episode's coming pretty late because life's crazy. Yeah, it's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since last we saw each other. We're back on the old remote record business. Yep. Yep, but... uh, had a nice uh, time visiting y'all. That we uh, recorded at the beginning of that visit, and I stayed stuck around for a little while longer after that. So mm-hmm. we had some pretty good times. Yeah. But you've had a couple weeks of school to deal with in the in the time since then. Yes. Um, so since the last time we recorded, I have taken my honor choir on a field trip. We have had our winter mm-hmm. concert. So now. I am done with my performance obligations. Alrighty. Um, which is a like a nice sigh of relief. Sure. Um, and so now it's just kind of the general festivities of like being a teacher around this time of year. Oh yeah, I get that. I imagine like all the kids sort of being mentally checked out. Oh, yeah. All the kids are mentally checked out. Um, The teachers are getting there if they're not already there. Oh, yeah. And um, the kids had to do testing this week. Is that something you're involved with, too? No. um, It's a test that's administered. It's not like a state test or anything. It's a... I forget what kind of assessment it is, but they, they take this particular assessment three times every academic year. Okay. Um... Once at the beginning, once around this time, and then once again at the end of the year. Huh. Alrighty, well I hope it works out. Yeah. It has, uh, well at my one school, like it, you know, one very minor schedule change had to be made. And then at my other school, it's just been like a nightmare. But yeah, so you had texted me, like, because we've been recording on like Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And you texted me and you were like, hey, are you ready to record? And I'm like, I was just like, dude, like, this is a bad week. Oh, sure. So, so Monday, Andrew had a basketball game. Yep. Which they won. Happy Um, to hear it. So that was nice to see. Uh, So they won their basketball game and uh, like, we didn't get home till like nine o'clock. Phew. We didn't eat until like 930. So like, that was just a late night. Tuesday, Andrew was here at our house spending the night. Wednesday was Uh a papa night. And then yesterday, I had a national board meeting. So I didn't get home till like 7. Wow. And then today was just like normal. I got to come home at my normal time. There's that at least. Yeah. So what about you? How's your uh, week been? My week's been fine. It's been pretty chill. Been getting the rest of the Christmas decorations up. I think we're just about ready to put the boxes back in the attic and and uh, call it a day. Okay. I think I'm going to do but, that this weekend. Yeah. That'll be cool. And we've um, been getting in on our Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I just sort of been in, getting in the s- spirit of the season, 
been uh, visiting with friends. Uh, you know, Joseph is uh, going to be coming home for Christmas in a week or two. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he's a uh, friend who's been overseas with the Air Force for several years. And this year he and his wife are moving to the States. Although they're still going to be living in a, like, like I think in Arizona or somewhere. Yeah, but, but at least they'll at be the in the country. At very least it'll be easier to get around to see them. Right. Yeah. So looking forward to catching up with him and uh, going over to Liz and Caleb's tomorrow night. Don't know if that'll be our last get-together before Christmas, but it'll make a, for a good occasion all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. This coming week is going to be busy with Christmas parties. Oh, that's uh, that's true. Although you hope to enjoy them at least. Yeah, like we'll have a good time. Um, but since I'm at two different schools, I have two separate Christmas parties. Oh boy. And it's a lot of cake. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of cake and finger foods and yeah. Yeah, I've got. I've got some cake to look forward to this week. That you do. You do have some cake to look forward to. Yeah, I turned 34 this Friday. Or Thursday. Look at that. Yeah. And, uh... I'm, uh... Expecting to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, uh, new Avatar movie comes out, uh, the same... Either the day of or the day after my birthday, so... I expect I'll be making the trip out to see it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... I'm sure we'll be getting up to some other stuff. And certainly once you guys can get around to... To celebrate, I'm sure we'll throw a to-do. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Anyway, work aside, you been up to any business uh, that isn't reading? Um, so when you were here visiting, we started watching Spy, is it Spy X Family or is it just Spy it's Family? It's just Spy Family. Okay. I don't know. This, the X is basically just like a branding thing. Uh, okay. It's not actually phonetic. So, so yeah. So when you were here, we started watching Spy Family and then you left and I still wanted to watch it. So I yeah, so I um I signed up for like a trial of Crunchyroll. Okay, and is I have it a one week or one month. It uh, it's like a two week. Two week. Oh, that's fine. Um, I think I have to pay up on Sunday. Oh, Monday right. Monday or well, something I don't know. like that. Yeah, if you, you want to do that, or if you want to just try and log in with mine. Um, so when I signed up, it looks like it depends on what level membership you sign up for. Sure. Because like the cheapest packaging, you can only, you can only do it off of like one device. Huh. Well, I'll have to see what kind of, uh, what kind of account I have then. Cause I think like if I do decide to keep the subscription, I think I'm only, I think it's like $9. But I, I I picked like the the cheapest packaging. Okay. Do you still have to watch ads and stuff? No, there's no ads. 
Oh, well, that's good at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, yeah. anyway, so I'm, like, in, like, the second half of the first season. Okay, so you're in the second core, then. Yeah, I'm not gonna so. lie. It really pissed me off that they changed the intro. Oh, I'm sorry. I know that I was, really like, Because I really love the part. old intro. I haven't like, even made it that far yet in my own viewing. Yeah. I, uh, I basically watched ahead of where I had been when I was watching it with you, so. Oh, okay. But I'm, I'm familiar with all the material from the manga. Mm-hmm. So there's no, like, danger of spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so, have you watched all of it or just? No, I haven't finished it. I'm, I'm like, okay. almost finished. I've got just, I don't know, three or four episodes left to go. Yeah, and there's still a few more episodes left in the season, so. Um, and then we finish watching Dahmer. Sure. It ended and, the way uh, you, you know, the way it did. Yeah, ended how it did. <laughs> how it did. It ended how it did. Um, I gotta say, though, who I don't know what the actor's name is, but whoever was the actor who portrayed the guy that killed Jeffrey Dahmer, he needs an Emmy for his performance in that one episode. Okay. Like that. Is he only in the one episode? I, I think he's only in the one episode. I think, th I think that's a, uh, a guest actor, uh, qualification. If you only appear in one episode, then it's considered a guest of performance. Cause he was his, I mean, that was phenomenal. Oh, I have to, I have to check it out. Um, and then, I mean, like, and then, oh, what's his name? Evan Peter? Yes. And then Evan Peter is fantastic in it as well. But, like, I'm familiar with him and him as an actor because I've seen him in American Horror Story and I've seen him in some other things. But, the, man, the guy who killed him, yeah. like, I hope his, his career needs to take off because that was fantastic. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so I uh, talked about doing some Christmas shopping. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I was surprised to find is uh, GameStop has been selling out of gift cards. Interesting. I, uh, yeah, specifically I was looking for their Steam gift cards because I have a GameStop account mm -hmm. where you earn points for your purchases. Yeah. And what I like to do there is... Uh, buy steam gift cards with my credit card so that i earn points on both yeah rather than just like using my credit card on the uh on the steam website itself mm -hmm. so i try to do that when i can but they've just been sold out i guess because people are getting them for the holidays yeah hmm. but i finally swung by a place and found one that had it today and, okay. uh, of course, the weather hadn't been all that pleasant. Yeah. I don't know if it's been rainy up your way, but we've been dealing with it. Um, yeah, so it's been, I guess, anyway, I haven't gone outside since I've been home from work, really. But when I took the dog out, I did, like, it did rain here. And it's been kind of, <laughs> like, drizzly. Sure. But, uh, hope, I mean, I, I like, I like it when it's, like, seasonally seasonably yeah but uh i'd prefer to have a few like like nice days yeah oh yeah of course 
Right. Um, let's see here. I've gotten into like mixing cocktails. Okay. Like trying out cocktails. Um, let's see here. I've made three different ones over the last, ever since our last episode. And I like two of them. All right. Now, did you get some of those from those books you bought uh, that day? I did not. Um, I got these off Pinterest. <laughs> All right. So, let's see here. Let me go to my Pinterest page and I can tell you what they were called. Because um, I came home today and like started scrolling and was like saving just just saving all kinds of stuff like oh that looks good oh that looks good you know you know how you do yeah okay so oh here's one so this is the one that i was not a fan of i had it last night it's called a marguerite oh, okay and uh it is gin dry vermouth and a dash of orange bitters and it yeah. tastes like a weird it, I mean, it's it's basic to me. It's like a weird tasting martini. All right. So I wasn't a fan of that. Um, the one that I, the two that I did like. One is called. Why did I have to save so many of these things? Okay, so one is called a sugar plum. Okay. And it is grapefruit juice, grenadine, and gin, and it is delightful. Like, it is All sweet, right. it is tart, there's just, like, a hint of bitterness, like, it's really, really good. I really liked that one. Um, and then the other one was a Hawaiian whiskey sour, and it was bourbon, amaretto, pineapple juice, and it's garnished with a cherry. And that's another really oh. good one. Yeah. So you've got like cherries and stuff? Yeah, it's like maraschino cherries. Sure. So you never really you've never really like gotten into cocktails. Not really, no. Have you ever had one? Nope. Hmm. Okay. You don't have to make me one next time I'm there. Yep. So you about ready to start talking books? Yeah, let's talk books. Okay, well, we've got a challenge to discuss. You got anything else on your plate? Yeah, so I read a book that was longer than 5,000 words, finally. Okay. Um, it was called... Okay, so I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to feel a little awkward talking about this book. Go ahead. Okay. I so think I called, might know what you're talking about. Is it that book you were looking for when we were at Barnes & Noble the last time? Nope, it, it, nope, that, that wasn't it. Oh, okay. Um, it's called Hitch, and it's by okay. Audrey Rush, and sure. it is a uh, stalker romance. Uh-oh. And it, you know, and so I'm just going to go ahead and be up front with the trigger warnings. Trigger warning, yeah. it's got violence, and it's got some, uh consensual non-consent yeah that you're not really 100% sure if it's actually consensual or not yeah but anyway so those are the trigger warnings 
Um, and the book is about, so the guy's name is Dwayne and the girl's name is Reggie, short for Regina, but her stripper name is Secret. Okay. Okay. So Reggie, the book opens with Reggie and Dwayne meeting at a glory hole. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then some questionable things happen in a cornfield. And then they don't see each other for six months. Okay. Or at least Reggie doesn't see Dwayne, but Dwayne sees Reggie because he stalks her for six months. Yikes. And I mean like hardcore stalks her. Like gets a copy of her key to her apartment. Um, like sneaks into her apartment when like she's asleep. Has like, a, like makes a copy of her key to the car. Um... I mean, it's a whole thing. Well, so Dwayne is obviously like a nefarious person. Yeah. And so not only is he like questionable in terms of like how he's approaching this relationship with Reggie, but also he is the owner slash enforcer of like a drug ring. (laughs) Oh, huh? Because he owns a corn farm. But they're also growing, like, psychedelic mushrooms. Okay. And, um, so a lot of the book is the tension between him, his scientist, and, um, like, the the guy who kind of, like, handles more, like, the business side of it. Yeah. Because Dwayne owns it, and he's the enforcer, so he, like, kills the people that need to be killed to, like, keep them anonymous. Um, Okay. And that's really kind of his only role. Like, he doesn't sell it. He doesn't... He's not behind, like, the science of it or anything like that. He leaves that to the other two guys. So, that's a big part of it, is just the animosity among those three. Especially when he and Reggie begin to... When their situation kind of starts becoming less of a situation and more of a relationship... Yeah. That's also another area of tension. Okay. Um, and it was like, yeah, really, it was really weird. Cause I'm sitting here reading this book and I'm like, what they're doing is not healthy, but this is probably the most healthy relationship I've read in a really long time. <laughs> don't know what that says. <laughs> I don't know what that says either. Because. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of, like, the inner dialogue that the characters have is very much, like, you know, um, is very much them realizing, like, the level of trust that they have in their relationship and, like, having real conversations that you would have with a partner that you're going to be with for, that you're, like, going to marry or that you're going to be with long term. Okay. That you don't normally see in books. I don't know. Like I said, it was a good book, but I feel weird about recommending it. Oh, sure. So. Well, I uh, I finished a book today that I'd been reading since October, which isn't... Oh, wow. Which isn't actually that impressive. It's only about 180 pages long and short pages at that. It's another one of those Inspector Migret novels. This mm-hmm. one was called Migret in New York. It is set after the point that Migret has retired from the police force. 
and uh, he is approached by the son of a uh, wealthy business owner uh, in New York City. The migrant novels are typically set in Paris, so this is the first one that I know of that was set in uh, America. Mm-hmm. So he, he is approached by the son of this wealthy businessman who believes that the businessman is being subjected to some kind of extortion. Okay. And so the two of them travel to America, and basically the second they get off the boat, the businessman's son goes missing. Oh. And uh, uh, Inspector Migret can't get anybody to sort of give him the straight story mm-hmm. about what's going on. It's mostly about him acclimating to, like, uh, American cosmopolitan life, having come from, like, uh, living in France all these years and working in France, and the difference between police work as it's done here v there, uh, mid twentieth century. Yeah. So and and he has like a contact at the FBI who helps him out, and he uh, takes on some like private eyes who get him in with various witnesses and what have you so it's actually kind of a nebulous mystery as far as like tangible details are concerned it's more Mm -hmm. just about vibes yeah and then as with many uh of these stories like even if it's not all that if it's not like thoroughly compelling throughout Mm -hmm. it usually ends on a strong note and this one you've got a really interesting interrogation scene that uh plays out Okay. So, I'm a, I was happy to read it, and I'm always looking forward to these books. I've got a whole mess of them still to go through, so I'm sure I'll be reading them for a while yet. Okay. We but, might want to uh, start was... planning our next uh, book shopping trip. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if we want to plan around going to Atlanta again, if we wanted to expand our horizons. Yeah. But, it uh, might be It might be cool to like go on a tour of like Charlotte. Yeah, I don't know about Charlotte's bookstore scene, but I'd be down for that. Okay. All right. So we'll make a make some plans for that. Coming mm. in 2023. Coming in 2023, yeah. And uh, let's see, that was my main, like, the book I could count towards, like, this competition, but I will say... I read a lot more manga this last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and uh, enjoyed whatever I read of that. Uh, you know, I've sp- we've spoken about Chainsaw Man in the past. The author of that series, Tats- Tatsuki Fujimoto, mm-hmm. uh, r- wrote a prior series called Fire Punch, okay. which is like a dark fantasy series set in a post-apocalypse. Yeah. Where it's about uh, a... a basically uh the planet has frozen over and everybody's struggling to survive and amidst this ice age various humans have been imbued with supernatural abilities Mm -hmm. that are called they're referred to as blessings and the most powerful people seemingly have uh regeneration abilities Mm -hmm. with the lower end base being like vampire rules where they can regenerate anything up to being beheaded okay the the most powerful regenerative uh blessed 
are functionally immortal. So like unless the, unless they decide to take their own lives, there's basically no way to kill them. Mhm. And the story f- centers around this boy and his sister who are two regenerative immortals or two regenerative blessed who live in this village and because it's an ice age there's basically no food so they support their village by periodically cutting off their limbs oh so that everybody can subsist off their meat that sounds like snowpiercer yeah but of course they, then they just like grow their limbs back but in any way then um there's this empire uh at some point that comes across them and once they learn about the cannibalism that's going on one of their blessed uh sets about killing off the entire village uh-huh and the way he does that is he's got a blessing that uh imbues him with the ability to control fire and specifically the fire that he controls uh is like everlasting so until it runs out of fuel it'll just keep burning mm-hmm so he destroys the whole village and everybody in it but the boy and his sister are both regenerative so they never stop burning oh and the sister's regenerative abilities are weaker than her brother so she does eventually die but Aww. with her dying breath she wishes for her brother to live on mhm and so after years of essentially burning alive like constantly this guy finally develops the capacity to function while on fire yeah and so that's that's the guy he's fire guy okay and uh then he sets about seeking revenge against the guy who killed his village and he's just a a naked regenerating fireman walking across a uh, wasteland of snow and then things start to get weird hmm yeah so i um i'd started reading it a while back i'd found the first volume and it's kind of hard to come across because uh it's not getting the same like publication push since it's um a more like explicitly mature manga than chainsaw man was so yeah. there's not as bigger push behind it but uh, you do find like volumes in stores from time to time so the other day i found volumes two and three okay. at barnes and noble so i yeah. picked those up and have been reading it and uh yeah just that and other stuff been enjoying it good and uh i think we've been talking a fair length now uh, you want to take a quick break and when we get back we can do it all yeah all right we'll see y'all in a second uh, you got anything you need to take care of? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Alright. And we're back from Your Words Against Mine. This week we've got ourselves a reading challenge assigned by Elizabeth. Yep. Uh, we are reading uh, The Sparrow by... I don't have the book. Uh, oh, here it is. We are reading The Sparrow by Mary Doria Russell. Mm-hmm. It is a sci-fi book novel about a jesuit mission to an alien world 
it sets place in uh, the future of 2019 uh, slash 2059 or 2060. Yeah. There's some time dilation stuff that goes along with like any uh, interstellar sort of space travel thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we were assigned this book and uh did you finish it nope neither did i cool how far did you get though well uh on this reading i only got about uh 30 pages oh okay but uh, on a previous reading i made it to about 100 okay i so i got to like chapter nine which is a little over 100 pages into the book Okay, so had they gone off into space by that point? No, they still have not. You you have... So basically it's taken over 100 pages, and I I don't even know that I've met all of the characters yet. Okay. I think I have. I think I've met the core cast, but I don't know that for a fact. Right. Well, uh, we want to just recount what you've gotten to so far. Sure. So, the book, so, this is not a spoiler. So, the book opens with um, Emilio Sandov? Sandoz? Yes. Okay. So, um, it opens with Father Emilio Sandoz, and he has returned from this mission in space. And his mental, and like, he is very, very sick. Uh, He is disfigured. And his mental health has taken quite the beating. And he is being villainized in the press. Yeah, and we don't really know why. Yeah, and we don't know what happened yet. Um, And really, you don't know until like, I don't know, chapter four? Like, what his disfigurement exactly is. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so, like, I'm on chapter 9. I'm getting ready to start chapter 9. I still don't know what has happened. I just know that he is going through it, bless his heart. Um, Oh, yeah. So, he has returned from this journey. He is currently residing, like, with the Jesuits in Rome. Because, are the Jesuits the same as Catholics? uh, That I don't know. There might be, like, a sect... We could look it up, but uh, suffice it to say that they are distinctions. Because, like, sometimes it feels like the answer is yes, and then sometimes it's like... But then you'll hear, like, the other characters talk about them like they are different. Okay. So, um... So, anyway, but... So, he is in Rome, and basically the Jesuits, like, as a body, are trying to figure out what to do with him. Right. Because they sent him and a bunch of other folks off to this alien world. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't know what went wrong or why he was the only one to come back. Or they seemingly they know some things. Yeah. But that hasn't been made clear to the viewer yet. Or to the yep. reader. And so the book is told in a revolving timeline. And not only is the book told in a revolving timeline... But it's told in a revolving timeline where it feels like every chapter so far you are introduced 
and given pretty in-depth background information into each character, like each of the core characters. Right. So, so far I've met, obviously I've met Emilio. Um, yep. I've met Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, who is a scientist, who is an astronomer from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, I've met the Edwards, who are an older couple. He, the George, the husband, is a retired engineer. And Anne, the wife, is a biological anthropologist and emergency room doctor. Yeah. And then the last character that I met was Sophia, who is an artificial intelligence analyst. Right. And um, so the chapters that kind of focus on those characters, like you find out, you don't just find out about their background information. You find out about their personalities and what has shaped their personalities up to this point in their life. Um, I gotta say, I really love what I'm reading so far. Yeah. Like I, I, I get the hype. Yeah. I didn't drop off it, uh, because I wasn't enjoying it when I started reading it the last time. It was just very dense. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. the chapters are short, which can help you get through a dense book. Right, that is, that is true. Like each page, I don't. I think the longer side of things is like uh, the low teens. Because I know one of my favorite books, like of all time, which is uh, it's which is Shades of Grey. Oh not, yeah, I know. Not that. yeah, not Fifty Shades, but it's called Shades of Grey by Jasper Ford. By Jasper Fjord, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. Like that is probably my favorite book of all time. It is extremely, extremely dense, and I think the longest chapter is maybe six or seven pages. Okay, yeah, that definitely helps. So, um, so anyway, I'm getting ready to start chapter nine. And at this point, they have the the Jesuit Society, or like the Jesuits as a group. They have decided to the the head of it is called like the Father General. Yeah. So the Father General has decided to get Emilio out of Rome so that he can like, because at this point, like he's kind of been attacked by members of the press and stuff like that, which is obviously detrimental to your health if you've undergone yeah. a traumatic incident. And this is you're talking about uh, him in the future after the after the space mission, right? After he's come back from this mission, um, yeah. and so now, like where I am in the book, they so Emilio and the guy who has, the priest who is kind of taken on the role as like his butler, yeah, and then a different guy who they brought in especially to like help Emilio w for reasons that I'm not entirely sure why they brought this guy in. Um, the three of them are now at, like, somewhere in Naples. Yeah. Like a sort of coastal retreat. Right. And uh, the Jesuits are just trying to get Emilio into a state wherein he's, like, healthy enough and sane enough to recount what happened. Yeah. And, like, regardless, there's clearly some, like, guilt and trauma... Uh, that's sort of getting in the way of him confronting all that stuff. Yep. 
but uh, yeah, it's there's definitely like a, the structure of it is definitely there to like preserve the mystery of mm-hmm. what this alien world that these people traveled to is like. Yeah, I so so the the pacing so far, and I'll have to see if this holds up because I won't know till I get to the climax or to where all is revealed. Um, but the pacing of this reminds me of both uh, everything I never told you. Oh yeah, that we read last year. And Remind me again, everything I never told you. That was the one by Celeste Ung, um, with the daughter who, like, drowns or is like she dies. And, okay. And it's you know about... what? Last year, I think you read that because last year we weren't. Uh, doing mutual challenges oh that's right we weren't yeah we were just uh giving each other parameters that they had to meet yeah so i i must have read that book last year so the pace so the structure and pacing of the sparrow reminds me of the structure and pacing of everything i never told you by celeste ung and it also reminds me of the structure and pacing of uh how to start how to start a fire by lisa lutz Oh yeah, I think it's Lisa. I think it's Lisa Lutz, um, but I know that's the title of the book, uh, "How to Start a Fire," which "How to okay. Start a Fire" is revolving timeline. An event has occurred that you're not really sure what it is, and you don't find out till the end of the book, basically. Right. Or within the last like five chapters of the book. Okay. So, but uh-huh. I'm I'm for sure gonna keep reading it because I'm really loving what I'm reading, like. I have not, it's been a while since I have, like, enjoyed a book so much that, like, I I dissociate from everything else to the point uh-huh. where, like, my husband's trying to talk to me and I don't hear anything he says. Okay. Well, I look forward to hearing what you think. I'm definitely going to try and stick with it this time, although I doubt I'll be able to finish it by the end of the year. Yeah. This is that kind of awkward period when you're, the kind of person inclined to doing reading challenges where you don't want to start that many new books um, for fear of like not being able to get them finished. Right. Which is always awkward when you've got this book that you want to finish by the end of the year because if you have to read it on into the new year, you don't feel right counting it towards your new reading total. See, I don't have I don't have that reservation. All right. Because I just feel like if I finish a book this year, it's going to count this year. Doesn't okay. matter when I started it. But that's just me. Alright. Now maybe I can try and hold myself to that that mindset. But, uh, so that's, that's the Sparrow. And we don't have a new challenge this week. And I guess we mm-hmm. won't really have one until two episodes from now. Or at least two and a half depending on how you count because i think by the how our uh episode order goes yeah we're gonna have one episode two weeks from now and that'll be a week out from uh new that'll year's, be a week out from new is, year's right yeah so we'll have another episode out and then one week after that we'll have the first episode of the new season yep which is also the last episode of the current season yes yeah so but uh, a lot to look forward to yep uh, I guess I know last year we came down to visit y'all for New Year's we'll see how we 
what we get up to this time around. Yeah. Yep. But I'm looking forward to it. Me too. And uh, we appreciate everybody who's been listening this year. It's been a lot of trying out a lot of new stuff. And uh, I know we've got plans for next year that we are going to be getting into more and expounding on. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the time being, we appreciate you listening. And we um, hope you'll stick with us. Elizabeth, you want to let them know where they can find our content? Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Literally Club at Your Words Podcast. You can find us at our email, I'm sorry, on our website at yourwordspodcast.com. And you can send us questions, suggestions, or comments to our email at yourwordspodcast at gmail.com. Sounds good. All right, well, Elizabeth, well, I've, I've been TJ, Thomas Dempsey. I've been Elizabeth. Uh, could you remind us what is going to be, what the book, your challenge for next week oh, that we're going to be discussing okay. is? Okay, next week we're, re- uh, for next week we're discussing, um, uh, Ishiro Honda from Godzilla to Kurosawa. Okay. It's the, the autobiography, it's not the autobiography, but the biography of the director of Godzilla. Yes. Okay. Alright. Alrighty. Eh, eh, eh. Bye. Bye.